The 2010-2011 season of Merrimack Hockey about to get underway, and with us is the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. And, uh, well, first of all, Mark, let's take a look back at last season, a very successful season for your club, but uh, didn't end in the way quite that you wanted it to in the quarterfinals against BU. No, I think it's safe to say that we made a lot of we, – we took a lot of strides as a program. Um, you know, you, you can talk about the uh, sort of school records in terms of wins, Hockey East wins, home wins, um, you're making the playoffs for the first time since uh, the, the league went to 10 teams, which obviously makes it more difficult when you add a team, the quality of Vermont. Um, you know, it, so there were a lot of firsts and – uh, some some great strides, but still a lot of unfinished business. And looking to this season, uh, you get underway tonight, of course, against Niagara. But uh, first of all, uh, I guess, uh, what, you know, what's the mindset or the goals or, or uh, things that you think that this team can accomplish going into this season? Well, uh, I've said this before. Any any hockey's team that um, doesn't make as its first goal getting in the playoffs um, could be uh, really disappointed come March. Uh, you know, I think this, just looking around at the scores from last night, um, Friday night opening opening weekend, uh, there's a lot of parity in college hockey. And so, you know, for us, making the playoffs has got to be at the top of our list. It's got to be the, the number one on the checklist. Um, you know, the good news is if and when you do that, uh, do you have the chance to compete for home ice? Uh, I think we have a team that, that can. You get in the playoffs, and now whether you're home or away, you're two wins away from the Garden. Uh, you know that's got to be a goal of our programs. Uh, and when you get to the Garden, you know you're you're two wins away from getting to the NCAA tournament and/or uh, winning a hockey's championship. So uh, those are definitely things that um, we've talked about in the past, but maybe have been further away from than we are right now. Your club last year had some ups and downs. There was the seven-game streak in the middle of the season, and maybe if you win some of those games, it, it changes your fortunes a little bit at the end. But, uh, you know, basically you've been in this situation before where you've had a club that, that had an opportunity to do things. I'm thinking uh, either as a player or as a coach at BC or at Princeton or at UMass, and, and you found ways from the start of the season to the end of the season. Hey, you know, on the one hand, it's a long season. On the other hand, there's only 34 games, and each one of them needs to count. Uh, what's key? What was key to those teams, and what will be key to your team this year to be able to, to I guess, get the wins that you need to do, to need to get, so that at the end of the season you're where you want to be? Well, you know, I, I look at last year, and I'll take some of the blame. I mean, that seven-game skid. Correct me if I'm wrong. We were on the road. Um, we were also on the road, I think, 49 consecutive days. Um, you know, so one of the one of the difficulties of some of the smaller schools at the Division One level is getting quality home games, getting quality opponents to come and play you at home. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, uh, North Dakota, very gracious, and and uh, you know they'll think nothing of throwing you some cash to come out and play them. Um, our program isn't at that stage yet, although it's something we aspire to for sure. Uh, you know, it, it's a matter of just being, like you said, you're guaranteed 34 games. That's it. You know, those 34 games, what you do with them, uh, you can either win the privilege of, of playing more games or or that's all you get. And so I think that's something that our players understand. Um, I told them uh, at the beginning of the season when we first stepped on the ice, you know, that I don't believe that we will lose a game this year because we're not good enough. Um, we may lose because we weren't prepared well enough or because we didn't work hard enough or maybe we just didn't execute well enough. But um, there's enough skill here to do some really special things. Um, 
you know, but there are a lot of teams, a lot of skilled teams in college hockey, uh, and only one can really uh, have a successful season. So uh, it's a matter of just showing up every night, every day in practice, uh, being ready to work, and then just sticking to our, our core principles, which are um, we need to be a mentally and physically tough team. We can't make excuses, and we can't allow other people to make excuses for us. And we need to work hard. We need to work harder than other teams. So if we do those three things, then I think uh, you know we'll be able to achieve some of the things that we, we talk about. Let's talk about your club this year. Obviously, uh, an important uh, piece of the puzzle came back when Stefan DeCosta decided to return. Um, it's going to be very interesting to watch him this year, I think, because last year, he I, I don't think he necessarily flew under the radar. People knew who he was and knew how good he was. But by the end of the se- season, it seemed as though, particularly in that series against BU, maybe BU had figured out some things to do that, that would have worked against him. So he may face some different challenges this year. What does he need to do to, to progress to the next level? Well, I think, you know, right off the get-go, um, I'm not worried about Stefan DaCosta. Um, you know, if we're going to be a good team, then he's going to be a part of that. You know, the one, first thing I did this morning when I looked up and looked at the, 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 the scores, the one that jumps out at you is the main against, um, against Lowell, a young, very young Lowell team, and it's a difficult place to open up. But I, I looked at the box score, and the thing that struck me was, you know, and Maine wants to be a good team. I mean, they, they are picked second in our league and I think ranked seventh in one of the polls. And, um, and they have a Hobie Baker candidate and Gustav Nyquist, and, and they won 8-2 last night, and he had one point. So, you know, if, if I'm, I'm more concerned with the, 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 the 27 guys on our roster. You know, they all need to play up to their potential. And, and by doing that, it'll take some of the onus off of, of a Stefan DaCosta. But um, you know what? He's going to have he's, – he's a young player. He's, he's one of the most skilled players in college hockey. Um, you know, he just – one of the things that I hope he understands is, you know, you don't carry 45 points over. It's a new slate. It's a clean slate. I'm confident he understands that. Um, and then don't forget why you had success. Uh, he was he really utilized his teammates very well. Uh, there were no expectations. He may have had goals coming into this season, but he just went out and played every game uh, like it was another clean slate. And then now with some of that uh, strength and size that he's added over the summer, um, continue to go to some of those tough areas and, and win more battles than you lose. So... Uh, you know, I think I expect uh, Stefan to. Uh, he's he's someone that shows up every game and plays hard, and, and that's something that that um, I think his teammates can count on. So I think the consensus was one of the things he he could do is maybe bulk up, get a little stronger, and so on. You think he's done that? Yeah, you know, and he'll continue to. I mean, this one of the benefits of college hockey is our schedule and the fact that um, you know he'll be able to train throughout the season, not just on the ice but in the weight room and Coach Kamal and, and has done a great job of putting good information in front of him and, and he's done a good job of, of really working hard. Um, you know, again, it's a simple game and, and when he's at his best he's, he's taking shots when uh, they're there. He's moving the puck to someone who's open uh, indiscriminately and not, you know, holding on to it too long, looking for better options. That's something I've always been very impressed with in his game. But um, at the end of the day, you know, he's got to rely on his teammates uh, to do their jobs as well and not stand around watching him, which sometimes it's easy to get mesmerized. Uh, if we're going to have success as a team, it's going to be because all five guys on the ice and, and a goaltender are doing their jobs. And so um, the same is, is, is needed out of his line mates.
Talking about the other guys, it seems pretty clear that he's going to be paired with Chris Barton. And uh, I, I mean, I don't, what more can you say about what he's done for three years here so far? And 19 goals last year, 19 assists, and uh, uh, certainly uh, leading the team on and off the ice. He's going to be a key as well. I thought he, you know, he was really underrated last year. Um, you know, it's funny. I went to see Steph play for France in the World Championships, and uh, I think he would have killed to have Barts on his left side there. Um, you know. He does a lot of little things, and uh, kudos to his former coach at, at Camrose, Boris Rabalka. Uh, taught him some tough lessons at the junior hockey level about making sure you show up every night and you play hard, um, you know, which he has done for us. Uh, you know. And then it's, you know, who do we find to, to put on that right side? You know, we think they have a connection. You know, Scotty Bowman used to say, if you can find two guys that work together on a line, that's all you need. You can kind of run a, a third guy in there, and that's kind of how we did it last year. But um, Falek's going to get the start in there tonight, and we'll see how he does. He's a very gifted offensive player. Um, you know, but there are certain things that we need everybody on our team to do and, um, you know, there are games when Jeff does a really good job with those. And uh, I, I'm confident that as a junior now he knows what those are and that he can do them on a more consistent basis. But, um, you know, Bartz has been a pretty good uh, stalwart on the left side, and I think they, they have a pretty good connection. I want to talk about some of the other forwards in a minute, but uh, mentioning Jeff Alecker playing on the right side there, he was one of the players that seemed to have the most success last year with, with the stretch and, and stretching the ice, and it looks like he'll try that. Uh, at least to some extent again this year. And I'm, I'm wondering whether whether or not the rule changes, in particular the hybrid icing change, whether or not that might make it even more to your advantage to use the stretch. We'll find out. You know, I think the other interesting part is who else is going to stretch. You know, um, it's not a gimmick. I mean, this is something that uh, is, you know, I didn't invent it. I'm not that smart. You know, Middlebury's been doing it for years. They do it over in Europe quite a bit. Um, you know, we did sort of stumble onto it, um, and, and it, it had success for us. But, um, yeah, there'll be times when we, when we have a, a high guy to try to open up the zone for some of our more skilled players, and there'll be times when we play five-on-five, five and there'll be times when we kind of do a little bit of both. Um, I think, you know, it's like anything else. You keep throwing fastballs, and sooner or later good teams are going to catch up to it. So um, we'll mix and match, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that with a veteran team, uh, they'll be able to stay on the page with us and, and change on the fly. You have to feel pretty good about Joe Cucci coming back, centering that second line, a, a known commodity, a guy who's given you three solid years so far and a guy that you can depend on. Very skilled, you know, and, and with Joe, it's, with Joseph, it's a matter of, um, you know, when he's wor willing to play hard, um, you know, I kid him uh, uh, quite a bit, as I do with most of the players, that uh, if these guys worked as hard as their parents do on a day-to-day -day basis, that that have a lot of success and uh you know i know how hard a working family the coochies are and um you know joe is a very skilled player and you know he's he's worked as hard as he's ever worked this off season and getting himself a little bit stronger uh, which will help his skating and and just overall uh you know uh, compete uh on the ice and uh you know we we again i'm con i have confidence that that um when the puck drops he's going to be ready to play and play hard can't, we don't really have time to go throughout the entire lineup, but uh, some of the other guys up front that maybe you're looking for that are going to make that jump from one level to the next this year. Well, I thought uh, the line of Broadhag, Coochie, and, and Todd um, for stretches in January and, and early February may have been our best line at times. And until Jesse broke his finger, thought he was really coming on strong. You know, he, he came back a little bit heavy last year. He bulked up and got stronger and made the mistake of, of not uh, coming in lean enough. 
which he, he rectified during the season. But he looks pretty hungry, and um, you know we're, we're trying him out on the first power play unit as well because of how hard he worked. Uh, Brandon Broadhag, again, a guy that gets overlooked. You know, 10 goals as a freshman, um, you know, a bunch of power play goals. Uh, he's as good a guy as we have in the box, if you will. Um, and he came back in really good shape. So uh, those are some guys that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm confident will we'll, we'll be able to contribute offensively. Um, you know, Ryan Flanagan, someone who, you know, just refuses to be denied. He's one of those overachievers that um, whenever you count him out, you know, he, he plays bigger than he is, seems louder than he, he's capable of being. Um, but uh, is a gamer, and I thought he played his best hockey at the end of last season as well, scored a lot of his goals in the last quarter of the season. So um, I've got him playing with Carter and, and, and Elliot uh, tonight, and um, they seem to be clicking early on. Yeah, speaking of Elliot Sheen, it seemed like when he was healthy last year, uh, boy, that this guy just doesn't stop when he's out on the ice. If he can stay healthy this year, he's really going to be uh, a key, I think, to this offense. You know, with his speed, he gets a lot of chances, and, and uh, already I've seen him hit a couple posts. And uh, so, you know, it would be nice if he got off the snide and got himself going. As tough a kid pound for pound as we have on our team, I mean, he was he was seriously injured for large stretches of last year. And although he, he couldn't uh, injure himself any further because of, of how tightly we had him wound up, still the courage to go out there and play. He's an undersized guy uh, with great wheels, and, and he also shows a lot of intelligence, which is why he's one of our better, better penalty killers. So, And he and Carter have been playing together. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been since the crib because they grew up in two different areas, but uh, a couple of years in Okotoks, and, and um, they've got a really good feel for each other on the ice. I want to talk about the freshmen as a group later, but let's uh, turn to defense right now where you'll have uh, Carl Stroll will come back. He had 19 points last year and, and ready to lead the defense along with uh, Adam Ross. You have to like that pairing. Yeah, you know, we're going to play um, stalls on the right side this year um, with only two right defensemen right now in our in our lineup. And um, he's someone I think that can handle it. You know, he is just a quiet leader and... Um, you know, he doesn't just lead by example. He does, he'll verbalize it, something he's worked on. Um, but he's almost, you know, I'm dating myself because I think they were out of business, but he's like E.F. Hutton. You know, when he talks, when he talks in the locker room, people listen. Uh, and it's because of how hard he works and how good a player he is. Had a great camp in Atlanta. The guys really love him. He's in great shape. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an elite skater. And, uh, and Rosie's just a warrior. You know, he, he's, he installs a two of the hardest working guys. I've ever coached, and uh, you know, Rosie will give up his body, f you know, for a check. He blocks as many shots as, as anybody on our team, and uh, you know, big and strong in front of our net. So that's an area that I think we can we can get out of the gate a little bit better than we did last year, is is defensively and and, and doing a better job in in front of our zone, and hopefully spending less time in it because we're breaking pucks out cleaner. So, um, you know, that pair hopefully leads us. Some of the other guys you have coming back, uh, Kyle Bigos with a strong freshman year last year, big guy at 6'5", uh, 235. One of the things I'm wondering this year, the rule changes in particular, contact to the head. How's it going to affect a guy like him and also Adam Ross? Again, we'll see. You know, uh, in talking with the referees and the, uh, the head officials from the NCAA, there's a difference between hitting someone in the head and targeting the head. You know, um, just the, the, the whole physiological part of a 6'6 six six guy hitting a 5'8 guy, right. um, you know, but if, if players are targeting other players' heads, then, hey, listen, nobody wants to get anybody injured. Um, but if at the end of the day it's just physics, um, there's, there's not much you can do. Uh, I think it's something that our guys need to be cognizant of. One of our goals as a team is 
you know, our penalty kill I think was 81% overall, 80 for the league, and um, we still gave up 39 power play goals, and we did that because we took too many penalties. So we've got to find a way to get that uh, 16 minutes per game down to 12. Uh, you know, you do that, and all of a sudden you're giving up fewer goals. Just you know, I'm not a math major, but uh, you know, if you're giving, if you, if if they're scoring 20% of the time, and you take 100 penalties, they're probably going to score 20 goals. So we need to you know do a better job percentage-wise, maybe get that closer to 85%, and then also take fewer penalties. And I think um, that'll really bode well for us. A couple of the other guys, Fraser Allen, I know out of the lineup. First of all, when could we expect to see him back, and where would he fit in when he comes back? Well, I mean, he's a gamer. I mean, he's he's someone that is talk about you know donating your body to science. Some people do it when they die, and others do it while they're alive. I don't know if there's going to be anything left of Frazier to cut out. Um, he is just a really tough kid, and and um, you know you look at him, and and um, he's in better shape than he's ever been. Thankfully, you know, he really worked hard this spring and summer to to, to train and. Um, you know, but you look at him, and, and, and he is as strong a player on the puck for his size as, as maybe anybody I've coached, and um, just great instincts. Um, so we can't get him back soon enough, but we're not going to rush him back either. Uh, he's ahead of schedule. Um, doctors have been amazed with his recovery and uh, kind of a freak accident, but we hope to have him back by the time we start league play. We'll see. Let's turn to goal. Joe Canada looks like the guy who's going to be the man this year. He uh, split the time with Andrew Braithwaite last year and then play, played, uh, I think, just about every game down the stretch. Uh, is he ready to go every night this year? Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to make that decision now. You know, I I, I, I hope so because I think he's he's an excellent goaltender. I think he's someone that um, sort of has flown under a lot of people's radar nationally. You know, I mean, he's he's as good a goalie. Uh, you know he's got a great butterfly, and when he and when he stays up and plays the shot, um, you know he covers so much of the net. And um, I know he's he's worked again. He's one of those guys that really ramped it up. People forget. I mean he's a young junior. Uh, I think we have five freshmen that are older than him, and um, everybody comes into their own sort of level of maturity at different ages. And, and he's taken a big step as far as 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 we're concerned this past summer and already. So. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that we we hope he's ready for every game. Because uh, if he is, then we're going to be in good shape. Tell us about the freshmen. First of all, we'll talk about the forwards up front. You've got Mike Collins, Sean Bates, and also uh, Red Ply. I know Collins the big name there, but you're expecting big things out of the other two guys as well. I, just, I think they're good. I think they're going to be really good college hockey players, you know. Um, uh, and they all bring something a little bit different to the table. You know, Mikey uh, is very intelligent. Um and uh, and can really zip the puck, and he's got a, a big-time nose for the net, uh, but is smart enough to stay on the defensive side when he needs to and, and goes, you know, he kind of knows where the puck's going. He's probably had to because of his skating, although that's improved quite a bit. Uh, Red Bly is sort of a, a jack-of-all-trades. You know, I think of him, and I, th I think he's probably the, the, the forward version of, of Fraser Allen. He's just a hockey player. You know, you want to put him on the right wing, you want to put him at center, you want to put him on the power play, you want to put him on the penalty kill, you want to put him on... I think he's just someone that can really do a little bit of everything and, and really compliments his teammates well. And, and Bates, he's really electric. I mean, you know, he made a play in our blue-gold game last week where he coming down the left wing, beat a defenseman wide. He's got great quickness. Missed the net on a shot, and as the puck rimmed around the boards, he ended up 
catching it at the far blue line. Um, you know, we, we kid around that nobody's as fast as the puck, but I'm watching him and I'm thinking, wow, he's as close as anybody I've had besides Cass and Masters, so I coached at Princeton. So, um, you know, he's he's um, plays bigger than he is. Uh, you know, he brings a lot of, of, of quickness to the, to, uh, the game and, um, you know, you might see those guys playing together. They, they played together in the blue-gold game and, and looked pretty darn good. I noticed that they're not in the lineup tonight. Is it a case of wanting to get it to just, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, take it easy, let them watch the first game? Well, we get a lot of good players, you know. Um, we've got a lot of good hockey players. Um, and I think that's first and foremost. I mean, I, you know, putting the lineup together for tonight was kind of like picking the Mega Millions ball. You know, there were a lot of good lineups I was looking at. Um, and then the other part of it is, you know, there's still some things that we need to cover. And, you know, I'm watching them yesterday in practice, and um, there were a couple things that I didn't think we maybe covered as as uh, judiciously as we needed to that, that they could probably, I'm thinking, geez, you know what, now that they have somewhat of an understanding of how we want to play this game, it might be beneficial for them to, to go upstairs and watch it and watch our breakouts and watch our defensive zone coverage and watch our four checks and and, um, and now watch it with that discerning eye of someone who has a little bit of an understanding of what we need. And, and hopefully they'll be able to learn from that. And, uh, I mean, they may benefit more from that sitting up there and watching that than they would playing, playing in the game. But um, you know, these guys are going to play hockey games. There's no doubt about it. They've got a, a high skill set. And, um, I mean, those are players that, that as some of these older guys graduate or sign and move on, they're going to fill some pretty significant roles on this team. Is it more difficult for a forward to come in and pick up the system as opposed to, say, a defenseman? I know you've got two of the three uh, freshman defensemen in the lineup tonight. Well, some of that's also just um, need, you know. Um, you know, we, we've got some more, we've got healthier forwards than we do on D uh, coming out of the get-go, and we didn't graduate quite as much up front. But, um, no, I just, I almost think it's, I almost think it's harder, but um, again, you know, the, the three freshmen that have come in, you know, any three of them could have played tonight. You know, uh, Thomas McCarthy, who's not playing tonight, has been one of our steadiest defenders. I mean, he's really good in one-on-one -on -one situations and read situations well and has a good stick and, um, you know, is someone that I could see being a leader on this team in a hurry. He's just a, a salt-of-the-earth young man that works hard and has already, I think, gained the respect of his teammates. Um, you know, Brendan Ellis comes to us by way of Coach Yopik uh, in West Side, and he's everything that Yopper said he would be. Uh, not surprised. Great stick, good poise with the puck, very smooth. Um, you know, if we can get him uh, stronger and a little bit bigger and 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 uh, more powerful on the ice, you know, he's someone that I think um, you know is going to have a chance to play after college hockey and. Uh, and been really impressed with Jordan Hayward's maturity level, um, you know. And, and people ask, you know, it's the benefit of of, co of recruiting 21-year-old freshmen. Well, I'd point to Jordan Hayward. He, you know, he he's just mature beyond his years. Um, you know, very poised with the puck. Uh, you know, someone who I'm not worried about in the classroom. I'm not worried about socially. You know, he's he's going to be a success in life, much like a lot of these guys. But he's he's almost ahead of the game. He's on track. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, any three of those guys could have been playing tonight. Uh, Jordan and and uh, Brendan got the call. Yeah, uh, just to go off the uh, the board here a little bit. I, you were talking about, uh, I guess, uh, you know, way guys are on and off the ice, and and obviously with the all academic team announced in the off season, you. Could, 
put a ton of guys on the team as well, and it seems as though that's one of the things you're trying to do is recruit guys who are going to be, you know, intelligent players, good character guys, and, and that that's the type of, of, I guess, foundation that success can come from. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you find out what type of guys you like to coach, you know, and I tell people all the time, the best part of my job is I get to pick who I hang around with. And um, so we've tried to be um, discerning, to use that word again, in our recruiting process. And there are some guys that are going to fit and there are some guys that aren't. You know, we took some runs at some New England kids this this summer, some younger guys, and, um, uh, you know, maybe didn't have the same type of yield as, as we do out west. But, I mean, there was there was one guy in particular I can think of that just, you know, we weren't sure if it, if it fit, you know, it's, and we knew he was a good hockey player. But we just hemmed and hawed with, you know, is this guy going to fit into what we're trying to do here, you know? Um, I, I think the thing that I've been happiest with, beyond the fact that our guys came back in good shape and good mental um, shape, is the fact that our freshmen have just fit in so seamlessly. And, you know, it's almost as if they've been here for a long time, which makes this game weird. I said, I said to my wife, Heather, I uh, just got off the phone with her, and she said, you know, are you guys ready for tonight? I said, yeah, I, I, I believe we are. I said, but this just feels weird. It feels like we've been together for a really long time and haven't done anything yet. You know, like this is our first game. Um, and I think it's because our freshmen really have fit into the, the, the mold of the Merrimack hockey player. And that is someone who is going to take care of business on the ice, in the weight room, in the classroom, and in the community. And I think that's something that the, the college can be proud of. Sam Arata is the other freshman uh, out of the seven, and he's going to uh, play uh, in goal along with, uh, as well, Joe Canada and Nick Drew. Yeah, Sam is a big kid. Um, I think what best describes him so far, Jimmy Healy, our goalie coach, had him on the ice the other day and um, and said he's never out of the play. Like, And I, that probably describes him in life. Like, he's just a battler, you know. Um, he, he's big. He's He's got good quickness. He's got pretty good athleticism. But he's really raw. You know, and so some of the saves that Joe makes look easy, he's still making. It's just it take, may take a little more effort from him, and it's just a matter of tightening tightening him up. I know in the summers he's worked with um, Brian Decord, uh, Merrimack alum, and and um, and Brian really loves him and has really praised his work ethic, and he has not disappointed at all. Um, so you know he's someone that um, you know. I think he, he's someone that, that can stop the puck. And uh, looking forward, if we can tighten him up a little bit, we know he's got that type of work ethic. He's got a good body. Uh, again, he's going to be someone that helps this Merrimack hockey program go to, to places that we haven't been in a while. You know, some of the other teams got underway last night in league play. You have the game tonight at Niagara. You'll play UConn next Saturday night. Is it better to get these non-league games up front and then have a chance to, to try to gel a little bit before you get into league play? I, I like to play the non-conference games, you know, at least the first weekend, you know, so that you can find out a little more, more about your team before you're laying stuff on the line. Um, and that's not to say that, that non-conference games don't don't mean anything. They do. But, um, you know, it, it's not as pressing as a, as a league game. Uh, and the intensity, you, you try to mirror it, but it, it's not. I mean, it, it's the reality. You know, what do they say? Um Familiarity breeds contempt. You know, we play each team in our league three times, but at the end of the year, you know, we don't like each other very much um, until the until we come uh, come out of the rink. But uh, yeah, I just uh, that's personal preference. I think I, I prefer to, that first weekend to, to block it out and try to keep it non-conference. And because and, again, we're still trying to I'm trying to figure out here who's you know who's going to be able to have an impact, um, kind of what the team's like. So um, 
it'll be a first test. And I told the captains, I said, you know, the, uh, we've got two non-conference games to start the season. I said, um, obviously, a couple things we want to accomplish is we want to play well. We want to play well enough to have success. Um, you know, we don't talk too much about winning. If you take care of the things that you need to do in order to win, you will win. Um, so we want to make sure that we, we play well enough to have success. And then I want to see some guys. I mean, we've got some good players on this team. I want to put some guys in some different situations, see different guys, and and uh, and go from there. But not at the um, not at the risk of not playing well. Some of these games could end up being important at the end of the season. I mean, a lot of times the non-league games make a difference in whether those teams make the NCAA tournament or not. So really, it's true that every game, every night is big. If we take care of business in our non-league games and, and, and we do a good job, then, yeah, they will mean something in the end. Um, if not, then they won't. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, a prerequisite. In order to make these games uh, important, you need to win them. Well, I guess to wrap up here, then, uh, like we said, uh, it's, it's a season in which a, l a lot of folks are anticipating uh, the season, a lot of folks around Merrimack. Uh, I guess uh, to, to close up here, I'll ask, to get where you feel like you guys want to be at the end of the season, what, what will be one or two keys uh, from start to finish that will help you accomplish that? Well, I mean, any team, you know, you've got to stay healthy. Knock on wood, touch wood, you've got to stay healthy. Um, there aren't too many teams in the country that are, that are – deep enough to lose some of their better players. So you, you need to stay healthy. Um, I think if we defend the way that we defended towards the end of last season, uh, that, that we're good enough to score goals. Uh, I think that's a big part of it. And then um, as with all, as it always is now, special teams is so important. Um, you know, we've got to manage our penalty minutes. We talk about taking penalties in clusters. We've got to get away from that. But we also have to reduce our overall penalty minute number and, um, and be good on special teams. So, I mean, those... those that's sort of the recipe for success. Um, but it all starts with, you know, again, we've got to outwork teams. It's a blue-collar sport. We're a blue-collar team. We need to recognize that, and if we do, then um, I really like this team. Really excited about it. Well, thanks, Mark. It uh, should be a fun season. Hopefully folks will come out to, uh, to watch the games, and uh, we'll talk to you again throughout the season. Thanks, Mike. Looking forward to it.